Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. I thought you were going to say, I'm Radius, and this is Alma. Let's try that again, Chuck. Okay. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Charles W. Bryan is here, and so am I. I'm Josh Clark, and this is Stuff You Should Know. I thought you were going to say, I'm Radius, and this is Alma. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Alma, how are you doing? Radius, I'm doing fine. That's fantastic. Good. Um, Chuck. Sorry. What? I was just going to say, you know, I'm just doing the wrist bone thing. Are you? Metacarpal? Yeah. Um, okay. Should we start over? I don't care. Okay. No. We're going to leave it in because our producer, Jerry, <laughs> loves this kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, we're going to go forward. Okay. How about that? Yes. Chuck, um, you served in the Vietnam War, correct? That is correct. Gosh, that is not correct. I was not even born yet. Are you sure? Jerk. Yeah? When did Vietnam end officially? 75. Oh, well, sure. I was born then. I wasn't born then. Well, good for you. Um, well, Chuck, surely growing up in the 80s, you heard of Agent Orange. Yes. Remember the skateboard company? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it, th- I, that just really attracted me. I never had an Agent Orange skateboard. I was more of a Powell Peralta fan. Oh, yeah. Mike McGill specifically. Sure. Um, but I always thought Agent Orange was cool. It just had the coolest name. Yeah. And then I came to found, find out that it was actually an herbicide. And I right. thought, that's not that cool. Yeah, I used to get it confused with uh, napalm. Yeah. I knew there were different things, but I would napalm was orange, and so it would mm-hmm. kind of uh, confuse me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made napalm at home? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, uh, once I came to find out that Agent Orange was an herbicide, um, I, I kind of lost interest in it. And then now, here we are, what, 10, 12, 15 years later? Yes. And my interest is once again peaked. Because Agent Orange was about the baddest mofo that uh, the U.S. Army deployed against the Vietnamese. Right. Oh, actually, Agent Purple may have been, but we'll get into that. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. Agent let's, Orange. Let's let's give a little background on just how much Agent Orange was used. As we said, it was an herbicide. Yes. Now, very very potent herbicide, fast Indeed. acting, and um, stats. You want to do the stats, buddy? No, that's my deal. Okay. Uh, it is a defoliant, and we used about. 11 million gallons of, specifically, of Agent Orange That's alone. 42 million liters. Yes. Uh, from January of 65 through April of 1970, and about 20 million gallons, which is? Uh, that is about, oh, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 76 million liters. Very good. Thanks. Uh, total uh, herbicides altogether from right. 62 to 71. Right. That's a lot. That As a matter a of fact, I think um, o- over the course of 6,000 missions... Spraying missions, because uh-huh. uh, it was all aerial as far as I know. Right. Um, about uh, 10% of Vietnam was sprayed with Agent Orange alone. Yep. That is a lot of herbicide. Yeah, and that's a substantial portion of a country to be infected with a <laughs> harmful, dangerous killer. Yeah. Now, uh, anybody who sprayed like Roundup or some other herbicide around mm-hmm. the garden, you kind of almost have this uh, this natural inclination to keep it away from you as much as possible. Smartly. And when g- some gets on your fingers, you like run inside sure. and wash your hands 50 times, right? Yeah, I can't use any of that stuff because yeah. the animals and, you know. It's it's rough stuff. It mm-hmm. can be, right? Uh, but it does kill the grass. Yeah. As did Agent Orange. But not only did Agent Orange kill grass, it killed everything. Yeah. And what's ironic about it is that it's actually 
it was it's actually a growth regulator, meaning that it stimulates growth in plants. That shocked me. Yeah. It was shocking. I thought it was a flat out killer, but apparently what it does is it if it's used too much, then uh, they grow to the point where it dries out and dies. Yeah, it grows so fast that the water it depletes its water supply yeah. very quickly, and that's that. Crazy. Never knew that. But there, there's this guy, a botanist named Dr. Arthur W. Galston, mm-hmm. and he actually created Agent Orange. <clears throat> and it, he did create it as a growth regulator to boost plant growth. Um, and after the military got a hold of it, yeah, he started to uh, realize that his his invention was being used in a really horrible way and actually campaigned against it. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for that guy for that's his legacy, you know. Well, did you read that quote from him? I did. And yeah. I agree with it. Yeah, you want to you want to read it? Uh yeah. Josh the quote is nothing that you do in science is guaranteed to result in benefits for mankind. Any discovery I believe is morally neutral and it can be turned either to constructive or destructive ends. That's not the fault of science. Right. And I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, Philip Oppenheimer would agree with that as well. Right. You know, I mean, he created nuclear fission. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he created nuclear fission, um, and it was used in, in a catastrophic manner to kill hundreds of thousands, millions probably, of people. Right. I, he didn't create it for that end. It was just he created something and basically opened Pandora's box, and there you go. So I, I agree with Galston's... Um, uh, assessment as well, but still, right. the fact remains the U.S. military got a hold of this, and they sprayed it everywhere they could. Indeed. So, Chuck, um, what's the problem with it? I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, if you're living in Vietnam in, in you know, between 1965 and 70, and they come over your village and spray that stuff, number one, it's probably going to stink, which it did. Yeah, had a bad Number smell. two, you're covered in herbicide. Right. Number three... All of your trees are suddenly leafless. What are some other problems that it poses? Well, not only trees, buddy. Well, we should point out that the reason they did this was because of the thick jungle cover in Vietnam made it very difficult for snipers and uh, air squadrons to see what was going on, not to mention the guys in the jungle. So they would use this herbicide to just wipe it out completely and make it like a barren black landscape Mm -hmm. so you know the enemy could be seen. Right. So um, not only did it kill the vegetation, but it also killed crops, and it also destroys the root system, and really completely, I mean, it gets into the soil, yeah. so nothing would grow there afterward either. I mean, it would eventually if you eradicate it, but... Sure. Well, and also without um, root systems, then your soil structure is messed up. Sure. And so apparently, you know, Vietnam's monsoons carried much of the topsoil away. Exactly. It washed which, it all away. Right. Which also um, then that the, uh, the the Agent Orange entered the water, right? Yeah. Polluted that. And then you have a big problem with cropland. So we've got the polluted water supply. Right. So even if you do have crops, then you're just spraying more Agent Orange on when you irrigate it. Right. So it's, it's kind of a vicious cycle, it, right? It, it is indeed. At the time, though, yeah, you're getting rid of snipers, which were a huge problem in Vietnam. And also, supposedly, this, the U.S. government secretly sprayed the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Cambodia, which they were definitely not supposed to. Right, in Laos as well. Yeah, and that was a key supply route uh, into Vietnam. So, yeah, there, there, there was a reason. This wasn't just like, a, hey, we're over here, and why don't we just get rid of all the vegetation? Right. You know? Um, but again, Chuck, I repose my question. Okay. Am what's, I dodging it? <laughs> what's the, actually, no, you did answer it. But the, I think the problem is, is okay, so most of the stuff has grown back, right? We're what, talking like now? almost 40 years ago. More, yeah, we're talking almost 40 years ago. Right. The, the trees have grown back, the vegetation's grown back. 
What's the problem? Why are we still talking about Agent Orange? Well, because it, um, it's been carried down through, uh, genetics, essentially, right? Through, through families. Well, what's the active ingredient that's, that's so nefarious? Are you talking about the, uh, the dioxin? I am indeed, my friend. Yeah, the dioxin is the trouble. Now, you may have, uh, heard of dioxins, uh, with, with that whole Tupperware thing. Not Tupperware. I'm sorry, Tupperware. I don't know if you use it or not, but some of these, um, food storage containers. Right. Uh, I think dioxin is a, uh, a softener. Okay. That, that's used in plastics to make the, keep them from snapping, being very brittle and snapping. Right. The problem is, is they can conceivably leach out. Right. And you're not supposed to have dioxins in them. They're but endocrine we disruptors. We, everyone has a little bit of dioxin in our system. Well, yeah. Aren't they naturally occurring to some degree? Yeah. And, and beyond that, the fact that it's used in things like those kind of plastics, mm-hmm. small amounts of dioxin are present in pretty much all of us. Plus also when you burn, uh, trash. I believe dioxin right. are created or released. It's usually uh, a byproduct, I think, sure. of, of some other burning. Copper smelting, uh-huh. which I know you do on the weekend, so you should probably go get checked. Yeah, I'm a big copper smelter. Uh, but yeah, but we can we can deal with some level of dioxin. The problem is, is Agent Orange said it had such high concentrations of dioxins in them that there were some serious health effects. Right, and the the Department of Veterans Affairs actually claimed that it only had minute traces of dioxin initially, mm-hmm. and uh, for Agent Orange, it was TCDD was the, was the specific dioxin, mm-hmm. but that's just not true because people in Vietnam, in some areas, have blood levels uh, up to ten times above normal for di- containing dioxin. Right today, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, or- originally, like right after the Vietnam War, even during, I believe, some people had um, about two hundred times. The normal level. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of dioxin flying around, and these were all in areas where Agent Orange was being sprayed. Yeah, and we're talking cancer. We're talking... Uh, birth defects. Birth defects, miscarriages. You want to know how it gets in there and screws things up so bad? School me. Okay, so um, basically dioxins are capable of binding to... Um, it's fat-soluble, right? Exactly. <laughs> They're capable of binding to hormone receptor sites, right? Right. So um, it can also very easily get into the nucleus of your cells. Uh-huh. When that happens, my friend, your DNA can be tampered with. Oh. Okay? So let's say you remember that we were talking about the chicken or the egg, <clears throat> and, yeah. and mutations take place in the zygote stage. Right. So let's say a couple of parents uh, of a child have uh, dioxins in their cells, in the mm-hmm. nucleus of their cells, and these cells are contributed to create the zygote. Well, if the if the dioxin has managed to mess with the DNA, it's going to send all sorts of funky uh, instructions. Yeah, and that's how you get things like um, grossly misshapen heads. Yeah, you sent me some uh, emails of pictures of children, uh, Vietnamese children. It's just yeah. awful to the, see that. Yeah, it's amazing. If you type in uh, Agent Orange and go to uh, search image results yeah. in Google, it's startling. Some of the things that happened. Uh, one one I saw was a uh, picture of a five year old girl who didn't have eyes. It was just skin. I know, and kind of a depression because she still had uh, the the ocular. Cap- cavity in her right. skull, but it was just skin grown over it. And uh, I was awful. reading the caption next to it. They were saying they think what happened was um, the hormones that were released 
that are supposed to instruct the cell mm-hmm. uh, to develop eyes or to instruct the uh, the body to develop eyes. Failed to do so. Failed to do so wow. because there was dioxin bound to these receptor sites that should have gotten that hormone right. and taken the information and created eyes. Awful. So it gets in there pretty bad, and it can be passed down, and Vietnam has a real problem right now. I think uh, they estimate as many as 1 million of the 84 million people who live in Vietnam have been poisoned by Agent Orange. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And uh, you were said earlier that it's the worst, and I brought up Agent Purple. They actually had a, a bunch of agents with the colors, and evidently they were named by the uh, not by the color of the, the chemical, but the color of the container that it came in. There was an orange stripe on the container. Sure. So uh, Agent Purple and Agent Pink, they use millions of gallons of this stuff, too, and it's possibly even more deadly because Agent Purple has three times as much dioxin as Agent Orange. Yeah. You don't hear much about uh, Agent Pink or Agent Purple. No, I think because Agent Orange was used in spades. So Sure. You know, it's odd. Uh, you said that cancer... Uh, is a is a result of Agent Orange or dioxin poisoning, right? Yeah, about forty percent risk of uh, in, increased risk. Well, cancer is uncontrolled cellular growth, right? That's right. it. Um, what's what's surprising is that you remember we were talking about Agent Orange being a growth regulator, right? And that it causes plants to grow rapidly. Interesting. Uh, in humans, the exact opposite happens. Yeah. In small doses, dioxins actually keep cancer cells in check. Right. From growing. Yeah, but then in doses. larger doses, mm-hmm. it, it promotes this uncontrolled growth. So it has the, the exact opposite effect on humans as it does plants. Right. It's How crazy. weird is that? It's very weird. And I know the WHO, the World Health Organization, it's, a, it's officially classified as a, as a known carcinogen. So. Yeah. There's no mistaking it. No, but there's still a debate. Well, there's not much of a debate anymore, but there has been, um, since the 80s. Well, since the 70s, really. Uh huh. About whether or not Agent Orange caused all these problems. I know why. Why? Lawsuits. Yep. Because no one wants to pay and be responsible for this. No, and certainly not the U.S. government, which has actually been hiding behind um, sovereign immunity. Yeah, that means the U.S. government cannot be sued. Yeah, it's as simple as that. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah, uh, basically there's this – it's a doctrine – uh, that's uh, establishes international law, and you, it says, like Chuck said, you can't sue a government, right? So everybody yeah. went after the chemical companies instead. Sure. And I think it behooves us to, to mention some of these chemical companies that created Agent Orange. Uh, Dow, Monsanto, Hercules, Diamond Shamrock were four of the big ones. Right, and they all say that they were contracted out by the government to do a job, so... It's not our fault. Yeah, and the Supreme Court, I believe, upheld that, or mm-hmm. at least uh, uh, tossed out a lawsuit that challenged that, uh, that you know these companies were working as government contractors and were ordered to produce Agent Orange for the government. So, by default, they're protected by sovereign immunity, I yeah. should say, by proxy. Basically, it seems like any time there's been a big suit, it's kind of resulted in a big, fat dead end. Yes, but we should say that those four companies I mentioned, in addition to, I think, uh, three others... Yes, yeah, seven total. Um, ended up paying out two hundred and forty million dollars. Right, class action suit. To yeah, to two hundred ninety-one thousand people. Right, and that was a settlement too, right? Yeah, that was a settlement. Sure, but so, there's still plenty of other people yeah. who have lawsuits pending or would like to sue, but it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. There was a an attorney for a Vietnamese a national who was trying to sue one of the chemical companies who said that the uh, the um, ruling that the government uh, ordered 
or that because the government ordered these chemical companies to uh, produce Agent Orange, that they were government contractors, right. and therefore uh, the the lawyer said that's pretty much the end of Agent Orange lawsuits. Right. Did you ever see The Fog of War? No. The documentary? Uh-uh. Errol Morris, as you know, is one of my heroes as a filmmaker. Sure. You should check that out. He, okay. It's, it's, it's an hour and a half a long interview with Robert McNamara, and just... Uh, Hardcore, intense interview about the Vietnam War. Really awesome. good. I would love to see that. It's it's really awesome. Fog of War. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. So Chuck, wh- while these lawsuits are some are being paid off, some aren't. There's still a problem of dioxin poisoning in Vietnam. How do you remediate this? Well, Josh, I have some numbers for you. I think I know uh, what you're getting at here. Uh, <laughs> just as an example, the town of Bintre uh-huh. has 140,000 people there, and the Red Cross estimates that. 58,000 of them have suffered uh, the effects of Agent Orange. That, that's like more than 40% of the population. Right. And as you said, a million total Yeah, in the entire country. Right. But how do you, how do you clean this up? I mean, this is, a, I think Christopher Hitchens mentioned that it's been called an ecocide. Uh, is that who said that? Yeah. I, so, I mean, what do you do about this? Well, you clean it up, Josh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there, well, that's kind of an expensive proposition. There is, you know... Ways that that this can be cleaned up, and and we said a lot of the um a lot of the countryside has been naturally reforested, right? Right. Are you talking about the wall of trees? The wall of trees seems pretty cool. Yeah, they planted essentially a, a barrier to protect people from this in the form of trees. Yeah, which sounds I don't know how that works actually. Uh, it probably leaches it out of the soil eventually. Yeah. Um. That that or the um the trees will hold. The soil in place, right? So, so it, it won't be washed away, sure. and then perhaps the soil can act as a natural filter. Okay. We should also say that um, <clears throat> dioxins ha- appear to have about a half life of seven years, but once they hit the topsoil, they can actually—they've been shown to, to stick around a lot longer. Yeah, I think part of the problem is, is there's a lot of people who have a lot of money uh, that don't want to part with it, right? Who are saying, you know what, this is just eventually going to work itself out. Right. Well, they outlawed it, and Richard Nixon actually outlawed it when they found conclusive test results mm-hmm. in lab rats. Yeah. But the damage was done. Definitely. And it has been going on, and it may be going on without some sort of large scale intervention. And it doesn't look like that's going to be happening anytime soon. Should we talk about Victor? Sure. Victor uh, Yushchenko? Yes. He's actually a living case study in dioxin poisoning, isn't he? Yes, he's a Ukrainian politician, and many of you may know this. He was poisoned with dioxin, but survived. During the 2004 presidential election, which he won. So not too long ago. And uh, he thinks he was purposely poisoned. Sure. And they traced it back to a dinner he had, and uh, but no one, you know, there have, no charges have been filed. No one's claimed responsibility. But uh, you saw the before and after pictures. (laughs) Yeah, this dude it was had messed quite up. an effect on him. Yeah, Big time. he was he was a, a good looking man. He was after the dioxin poisoning. He ain't pretty no more. No, his face was, uh, and you should look this up on the internet as well in the uh, Google images. Me? I, no, no, no. <laughs> our, our loyal fan base. Oh yeah, it's um it's startling. Pockmarked face. Um, deeply swollen. Yeah, deeply pockmarked, like you know, moon crater type stuff. Um, swollen, swollen up. Uh, big circles under his eyes. I mean, I think they said he he had. 6,000 times the normal level of dioxin, is that right? Yeah. Which is the highest, second highest ever recorded in a human that lived. Yeah. And he looks a little better now. He does, and he's still up and walking around, which is miraculous. It is. 
But yeah, they you can't keep Yushchenko down. And should we talk about the veterans? Yeah, Zumwalt. Uh, well, then, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But um, in 1978, the VA set up a program to officially deal with this and conducted health exams on 315,000 veterans. And uh, basically, the the presumption is if you were exposed to Agent Orange, then you, you got some trouble. And you have VA care. The VA, um, even before the lawsuits, any lawsuits were settled, the VA was operating on the premise that, um, yeah, there, there was a huge link between Agent Orange exposure and all of these problems. So the VA actually has uh, done a lot to yeah. help out veterans from Vietnam and actually Korea. Right. So and I didn't even know we were in Korea in the late 60s. Yeah, and they actually, that was hand sprayed by people, but by Koreans. I gotcha. Um, well, actually not hand sprayed, but the Koreans did the spraying. Right. And they actually, the VA is also covering the children yep. of uh, soldiers. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like Birth we said, it's passed on down and yep. potentially even to another generation. Well, that's the problem in Vietnam. It's sticking yeah. around. So, I mean, eventually it will be rinsed out, I guess you, you could put it genetically speaking, but that's a pretty sick way of dealing with the situation, but that looks like the way it's being handled. Yeah. So you want to talk about Zumwalt now? Sure, if you want to. I think so. He was a Navy <laughs> Admiral. Um Elmo Zumwalt Jr., and uh-huh. he commanded uh, naval forces in Vietnam. And he now has a uh, destroyer class uh, named after him. Oh, really? The Zumwalt class destroyer. Did not know that. Um, on a positive note, he was credited with helping to end uh, race and gender discrimination in the Navy, so that's a good thing. Sure. But during the war, he was concerned about st- uh, snipers in the Mekong Delta. He ordered Agent Orange to be sprayed mm-hmm. there. He had a son, Elmo the Third. Yep or Zumwalt III, and he was commanding a boat that was in the Mekong Delta at the time. So essentially what he did was ended up spraying his own son, I mean, not by his own hand, but he gave the order to have it sprayed right, right. where his son was. And he died of cancer, uh, Zumwalt III did. Yep. And his son, Elmo IV, has a severe learning disability, and uh, Zumwalt to this day says, you know, it haunts him to this day. And then later, later on, Zumwalt um, advocated for uh, compensation for victims. So yeah. He, he tried to fight the good fight afterward. Yeah. So uh, that's Agent Orange, really. In a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to uh, learn more about it, you can type in those two words in the handy search bar of HowStuffWorks.com. It will bring up a really good article written by our former colleague, now freelancer, Jacob Silverman, uh, which I guess leads us to, I would say, I don't know. Listener mail time, maybe? <laughs> uh, I've got a couple couple for you here, Josh. Do they have anything to do with high fructose corn syrup? No, they don't. This is from a serviceman serving in uh, Rome, Italy. Okay. And I like to read the ones from the servicemen. I know you because, do. Because, I don't know. We, You're proud to be an American. I am indeed. I uh, just wanted to write and thank you for the podcast. I'm serving in the Navy, currently stationed in Rome, Italy. Good job. <laughs> uh, I wasn't always in Rome. I did two and a half years on a ship in uh, Japan. Before this, uh, sadly, I don't have a glamorous job. My compatriots and I are postal clerks. Mm-hmm. You never think about these jobs that you have to do in the military. These kind of everyday mundane chores. I do. You do? Sure. Well, good for you. You're better than me. Uh, we make sure the letters and care packages get from home uh, in the states and make it to the guys in the field in Iraq. You wouldn't believe how much theft and rifling takes place when a partial is sent to when it arrives at its destination. It's terrible. It is terrible and distressing. Uh, there are not many of us here in Rome, no more than a dozen or so, and there's always more than enough work to do. I know this is kind of a long setup with no segue, 
But one of the PCs I work with is a master of useless knowledge and facts about everything and anything. In short, I work with a real Cliff Clavin. Yes. From Cheers. Yes. He's a big. Uh, he's big. He's a mailman. He's funny. And in true Cheers tradition, he can pound a beer or seven. Sounds like our kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but thanks to you and your podcast, I can not only keep up with him, but have been able to trump him. Yes. So which you are pretty proud of. Yeah. And he is. He's very psyched about this. He says you have no no idea how good that feels. I listen to the podcast when I'm driving mail from the airport to the various NATO installations and back. I uh, look forward to each and every one. Take her easy. P.S. I'm sorry. P.C. 3. S.W. Langdon. And please give a shout out to the rest of the P.C.s at MCA Rome. So shout out. You've been shouted out. The P.C.s. Yeah. And I have another real quickie. This is a tongue twister. And I know this is long overdue. But this one is so hard and so simple at the same time that I cannot even say it once. Irish wristwatch. Irish Irish wristwatch. That was okay. That was... Jerry says no. Okay, Jerry, the judge is really... All right, well, let me try again one more time. Irish wristwatch. Wrist... Better, but still not not perfect. But I couldn't even say it once, so it's not one of those three times. You just did say it once. Well, with about a five-second lag. Oh, gotcha. All right. So we want to thank Ryan for sending that in, uh, a truly twisted tongue twister. Irish wristwatch. Not bad. Thanks. But you've been drinking, so. <laughs> it loosens the tongue, my friend. Uh, if you want to send us a tongue twister that has to do with the Irish or anybody else, if you're stationed in Rome or anywhere else, or if you just want to say hi, you don't have to impress us. You can just say hi. And you can send an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?